level up your hunting game and join the cause. Help preserve small town Texas hunting culture and become a more successful hunter by learning the best ways to squeeze the most out of your budget and precious time out in the field. Welcome to the Feed Bandit Podcast. Here are your resident bandits, Richard Kinchlow and Jimmy Byrne. Howdy folks, welcome back to the Feed Bandit Podcast. Jimmy here, joined by the Corn Bandit, Richard. Howdy folks, I am back. (laughs) I'm alive and well, and and I have a new spring in my step. Oh. Yeah. Well, uh, that's good to hear. I'm sure it has nothing to do with (laughs) a football game that happened this past Saturday or or the uh, other entertaining disaster from that uh, debate. Oh right, yeah, yeah. Both both were colossal train wrecks that I, uh, they you, you couldn't stay, you couldn't tie. Yeah, you can't take your eyes away from. Yeah, well, you'll you'll notice if you see me walking down the street, which that that's funny walking. Uh, but yeah, I'm walking kind of awkwardly, and that's because the shoestrings have been removed because uh, after Saturday's uh, all full Tech Texas Tech or Texas Tech University of Texas game. Um, I mean, it was uh, just just dumbfounded, dumbfounded. Uh, Can I just but, say how how I know I've yeah. been a Red Raider fan for so long? Yeah, it's like is, YouTube. So you're <laughs> you're numb, right? So I didn't watch any of the game until yep. the fourth quarter, and then uh, Laura and I went to Mikosina, and we're eating, See. sitting at the bar, and what's What's in the TV right there but the game? <laughs> I didn't even know what the score was at the time, right. at the end of the fourth quarter. And I right. saw it. I was like, oh, my God. Okay. Yeah. You know, and <laughs> so we sit yeah. down, and then I watch it, and then they Texas scores. But then they go up again, and we go up yep. again, yep. you know, after that catch by Vasher. Yep, yep, yep. And we're up uh, 15 points. Yeah. And then I'm watching it, and I'm like, hmm, there's three and a half minutes left. <laughs> And then I see Bowman running down the sidelines doing the horns down. Oh, oh. Which, by the way, that's that's an OU thing. Oh, God. Yeah. Uh, that's an I, OU thing. Oh, yeah. I look at Laura and I say, you watch. Here's what's going to happen. Oh, God, yes. They're going to drive down the field like yep. a knife through butter. They're going to score. Yep. Yep. They're going to get the – they're going to kick an uh, a, uh, onside kick. Yep. Get it. Yep. Score again. It's going to go to overtime. And they'll win in the first overtime. Yep. <laughs> or they'll win go. the first time. And holy Jesus. I mean, oh, it's yeah. like, I know I've watched, I've been watching tech for, how old are oh, yeah. we now? Oh, I've yeah. been watching tech for probably yeah. 30 years. Literally yeah. 30 years. Well, and, 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 and share what. Easy to predict. With, oh, yeah. <laughs> share with the listening audience why you were not watching in the first place. Because, it, because I think some people will say, oh, well, you're, you're a real fan. But you know, the, tell tell the reason why you're not watching. Well, I mean, I guess there's many reasons. One of the main ones is I've just lost. I mean, it's I feel like I've been kicked in the the groin with right. everything going on, and right. you know, no fans, barely yeah. any fans. I guess there's more, and and then you know, weird conference play. Some conferences yeah. not yeah. playing. And well, I haven't had much to be excited with lately. With well, right. Well, but but I but and, and all that's very much so true and should be taken into account. But but I think that the primary thing is the fact that it just hurts so it hurts 
so bad. You know, ever since Leach left, I mean, it has just been. And it's been tough. Uh, it, it's been it's been real, real tough. You know, real and tough. I think you and I both had high hopes for Kingsbury, and you and I both <laughs> wanted him to stay another year. You know, because look at what old uh, look at what Gundy did. You know. Mm-hmm. It, nobody seems to remember that. I think mean, you point. I didn't even know it until you pointed out that Gundy's first five seasons were an absolute disaster. Oh, disaster! They were yeah. a train wreck. And now, you know, I think it took him eight years to even get yeah. to nine wins or t- you know exactly. whatever. T- exactly. Oh yeah, I mean it's it's all it's all of the above. And yeah. we were playing Texas at the beginning yeah. of the year. Yeah, and I was like, you know. What were they ranked? Number eight or something? Yeah, and I was like, "There's just like, you know, what's neg- the point? Five. They were so good. Yeah. What's the point?" But well, here's and, what and happens. Yeah. You know, yeah. tech is like. I mean, the cardiac kids. You know, oh, yeah. it was like oh, they. Yeah. I told I told Laura. I said, Him, "You know," <laughs> I said, "I know you've never seen The Godfather, but in The Godfather yeah. Part Three, mm-hmm. <laughs> after there's a scene where you know, uh, uh, you know, Michael for 20 years has been trying right. to get." Uh, you know, the family legitimate and out of all right. the, the rackets and everything. Right. He worked really hard at it. And one thing leads to another. And <laughs> it comes to this scene where essentially, you know, there's no choice but to protect the family the way that they always knew how, more or less. And he says, you know, you know, I, I, I thought, well, you know, what does he say? He says, just when I thought I was out, they pull me back in, you know, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, exactly yeah. how I oh, felt. Yeah. Whatever. Oh, I, we sat down and I saw them up basically 15, uh, points, you know, on Texas at three minutes. Oh, yeah. left. And right. Number eight. And we were like, yeah. not expected to win any games. This oh, yeah, we, we barely lost nothing. Hey, nothing against Houston <laughs> Baptist because those guys, <laughs> yeah. guys thumped us like a drum and they deserved to win. I kind of wish they would have, but yeah, no. So I didn't have high hopes either. And then all of a sudden I can hear our, our, my, my, my hunting buddy in the field with me, Hooping and hollering because he's, of course, watching it on his phone <laughs> and missing all the dove. We'll get on to that one here in a second. But, uh, uh, yeah, what what a disaster. But, you know. It, oh, it, then it they was, turn around and do that to you. So it's oh, like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, and Texas Heart's broken, destroyed though. UTEP. Texas destroyed UTEP the weekend before, and I, which, you know, I know UTEP's had some struggles the past couple of years, but I thought, man, oh, man, that's. Woo, we're going to get murdered. And, of course, uh, it ended up not being that way. And we threw two interceptions. I mean, it's really tough to win when you do that. So, it we'll see who shows up this weekend. But uh, I will tell you what, the weekend was salvaged. It was salvaged, in my opinion, because, man, there is nothing there is nothing that puts a Band-Aid on a hurt soul and a hurt heart like having your passion finally come to fruition. And, you know, there's a line on the – the 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 patriot the movie with with mel gibson and it's it's very end of the movie they're like blah 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 and finally the french arrived you know and it <laughs> shows all these frogs out there you know firing cans and stuff with their wigs on sweating their butts off anyway you know you're not gonna believe this but yeah. i was literally watching that right before we started we got on this call oh, you're kidding this podcast me. yeah it was that on tv great. and i was great as movie. i was eating my venison chili yes. nice lucky <laughs> That's awesome. I got great moving. Yeah, it is. So, yeah. So, finally, 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 the, the Dove have arrived. So, I, I'd like, I want to go through a recap because, you know, and it, it's, it, it kind of dawned on me the other day that, you know, I, I'm, we're incredibly blessed to be able to go to Rancho Bandito literally whenever we want to. And it's relatively close, quote unquote, to Dallas. And so, because of that, we're able to kind of track the, the movement of these birds and, and, and the dove and how the weather affects everything. So, I want to recap everything. So, 
uh, right now we, well, we're recording this on 30th of September. So we've literally had a month of dove season. So let's, let's recap it. So a couple of weeks. So on September one, uh, at Rancho Bandito in most of Texas, it was dry, dry, dry. And we had had some spotty rain, had some spotty rain, you know, in August, but the typical, so the hunting over the tanks was, was outstanding. I mean, my, my dad did really well on opening day and then opening night, um, quite literally the, the skies opened up and it, and it, <laughs> it rained 14 inches in almost three days, which let me tell you, that is wonderful. But the ground just, I mean, that, that's what we call a tank filler and a soaker all putting together, you know, in, in about 72 hours. So when Murphy's all that law, rain, as we said, on, as we called the oh, podcast, oh, yeah. Yeah. Un- unbelievable. Yeah. The, the old double edged sword, you love <laughs> right. it, but it kills you. Uh, all right, so so with all that water on the ground, that effectively killed the tank hunting for us. Okay, so you really didn't, you couldn't hunt over water. You know, it's the way it was. So for the next two weekends, you know, we've had some cut sunflower. Uh, we've had some, some we've had some cut sunflower, so on and so forth. Uh, so that was kind of our backup plan. Okay, well, but remember when this when this when this all this rain came in, it was it was pushed through by a, a pretty substantial cold front. You know, in early September, late August, when I say cold front, I'm saying it goes from 100 to 95. But <laughs> it, it's enough to push everything there south, and that's exactly what happened. So, so really, for the the, the the second two weeks of the season, it was just – I mean, you know, we I think we shot nine birds. I think I've killed nine birds up until last weekend. Fast forward to last weekend, and it we hadn't had any rain in about two weeks, and all of a sudden now, here we go again – had a couple of fronts come through, but they weren't wet fronts. Okay, they were just actual, quote, cold fronts. And uh, they didn't bring any rain. So all the tanks, all the puddles start kind of drying up. You start to see some shoreline, okay? And, that is, and that's when the tank hunting has, has really come back on fire. And because of these cold fronts, we've been getting refresh. We've been getting uh, uh, new, new flights of birds. Yeah. New flights of birds, which has been great. So uh, last weekend, that, that's exactly what happened to us. We went to the, the frack tank. If you've listened to this long enough, you know what that is. It's our perfect little dove hunting tank. And we pull up, pull up to the frack tank about four o'clock on Friday. Uh, I am blessed to be able to get off a little bit early. Well, of course, I'm, I'm basically working all the time anyway from my phone. So um, I was able to pull up and uh, we pull up and there are four or five dove just right there in that tree. And, that, and that's kind of a telltale sign when you, when you see four or five dove to your, or, or more, obviously, together. Okay, so they're not just a pair. There's just a handful of them. That's a telltale sign that there's probably a lot more in the area. And migratory dove, again, not from the area, um, and they're using that water hole. And, and, and sure as hell, we, we had a great hunt. Uh, Friday, I ended up taking a nine, uh, which was, God, which was phenomenal. I mean, I haven't done that since last season. And, um, you know, the hunting, the, uh, the shooting was relatively steady. And, uh, you know, we always talk about migratories, how they're notorious for a uh, migratory dove that is notorious for, you know, at, at one point in the night, at one point during the evening hunt, rather, you will get just this explosion of activity. It's unbelievable. And, and, and typically it's, uh, it's 630 to, you know, I think, I think Friday was 615. I should have written the times down because I'm not anal about stuff. I think one was like 615. Saturdays was 630. But I, I kid you not, the skies opened up. You know, and there, it wasn't Argentina. It wasn't Lubbock, <laughs> okay? But it was great. 
and it was overwhelming and I had shells in my teeth and I'm pounding birds. And of course that, that leads me to another little, a little story, but uh, it was just so, so great to have a little cooler weather and, uh, and, and have the birds, have the birds flying like that. So uh, let me take exception to one thing you said. You said you know, typically there's one time where yep. they all come in and they fly around, blah, blah, blah. You forget right at, or maybe a minute past sundown is what the second time that it typically happens when, when you're putting your gun in the bag right. because it's past shooting light. And then right. they're like, oh, okay, now it's time yeah. we can fly everywhere. Oh, yeah. remember, oh, yeah. remember those kind of waves. And, <laughs> and you know what, Jimmy, you're exactly right, but it did not happen. This really? Time. Okay. We, we were there at O-Dark 30 mm-hmm. both nights just for the fun of it. Yeah. Just to see if there was, you know, something else we're gonna be there and we were debating do we go try to run over a hog, you know, something right. like that. And there was nothing, nothing. Hmm. It was it was right there at six fifteen, six thirty, uh, and, and and that was it. Um and, and I'll I'll tell you, you know, when when you start to see a lot of the start to see a lot of birds flying around, you know, that's when you know, hey man, they're they're making a break for water. Uh, and, and, and quite literally when I say I shoot an over and under brownie 20 gauge, when I say I had shells in my teeth, I got shells in my teeth, uh, because I know that I'm going to shoot eject, pop those shells out and throw two more in there. It's going to get, it's going to get crazy. With that being said, uh, you know, you've really got to be careful and you've really got to mark your bird. Okay. So Friday (laughs) and it was risky. Okay. But Friday, I've got my mojo out there. Okay, I got my mojo decoy out there. Of course, migratories, they they are suckers for the decoy. So I dropped two right there in front of my mojo. I mean, I, I can see them there. So I'm like, okay. Nice. So I, I left them there. And that's another tip for you. You know, if you can see them there, okay, and 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 you can safely retrieve them and you and you can successfully retrieve them, don't move. Don't move. Remember, when they see somebody. Okay, and if you're moving, they're not going to fly to you. And I don't care if they're going crazy. Take advantage of this time. Take advantage of this flight because, guys, folks, it's only going to last for a couple of minutes, and that's exactly what I did. So I killed those two by my decoy. I could hear one coming from my right. I swing to my right. It was safe. I kill a bird over the tank. He lands in the freaking tank. That's another story. (laughs) Uh, Thank God the wind out of the south was howling. So it blew him to the bank, which was nice. And then I, uh, I was able to remove a mesquite branch with my shotgun, shooting it, of course, and, and fetch <laughs> that bird. But then I dropped another one right to the right tank. So literally within about two minutes, uh, I was able to take advantage of this, all sitting, okay, all sitting, and I killed four birds you know, because I didn't move. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think a lot of folks, I, I think you can get in trouble by you know, trying to go fetch your birds. And again, if you're in a – if, if you're in an eight-foot-tall field, well, then, yeah, it's, it's completely different. You know, you're going to have to right. go out there and mark them and get them, and, and, and that, you owe it to the bird to do that, of course. But, uh, right. God, it was, it was great. It was yeah, great. It, I remember it, it took me years to really get, to get the discipline to, yep. you know, you shoot one, you put one down when they're yep. flying a lot to just yep. ignore them and go get it. You oh, know, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, I never hunted with a dog. I mean, I'm with oh, you. Yeah. you you guys and we yep. sometimes yep. we all have dogs and stuff, but yep. yeah, it's like, uh, I just focus, get that bird. Yep. But, uh, yeah, you, you're right though. I mean, uh, if they land nicely and, and to, you know, it's not in tall weeds or anything yep. like that, and you yep. know, get them right there. Them, then yeah. Yep. I had, and I'll, I'll tell you that that's the other thing is it, it's just amazing. All those years I've been hunting with Scarlet, 
uh, are my, my Labrador, you know, it, you just, you, you really take it for granted, you know, cause I never have to leave my bucket. It was great. <laughs> you know, she would go out and get them and you know, I'd have to help her sometimes when she was, you know, when she'd break early or whatever. But um, yeah, I, I've really noticed that my, my, my um, depth perception is just so off. And I guess it's because I was kind of green. I hadn't hunted dove in a year or whatever, but I, uh, I another little, a little tip for you here. I, I shot a bird, uh, Early on Saturday, and when I say early, I'm doing like 4.30, and it land down the tank, okay? And so when I shot, it landed the tank. So I ran to the edge of the tank, and I saw it fall. Okay, I mean, I actually saw it fall, but it was, again, it was kind of out there. So I, I marked it, and I walked right to where it was, okay? Uh, and then I, I spent literally 10 minutes looking for it. I fell back to, the, to where my chair was, okay? And it, it's, it's, it's a decent little hike to where I was. And then I, I went at it again. I did this two more times until I finally found that dove. And I, I swear to God to you, you know, every time you think it's, you think it's yep. there, do a radius 10 yards around it, behind right. it. Right. And, and, sure, and sure as hell, there he was. And I got really lucky because he was held up on a, on a piece of broomweed. But he was, a good, he was a good eight to seven yards away from where I had marked him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the guy, it's just like, man, I guess I'm getting old and my depth perception is not what it used to be. But, hey, man, I understand uh, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, I try to do this technique of like, you know, I'll shoot and I like, I literally won't take my eye off it. You yep. know, I'll just, I'll, I'll, you know, eject the shells. I'll put a couple yep. in as I'm walking, but I'm oh, looking yeah, right absolutely. at it. Absolutely. Looking and, right at it. Yep. And even that, you know, you get to that spot and I'm like, absolutely. I, I swear it's right here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, no. then, where is it? So I'll try yeah. to like, I'll stand there. I kind of, I'll look back to like where I was sitting yep. and kind of yep. try to mark where I am now Yep. and then do what you said, do like walk out, you know, five yards and then over five yep. yards, back oh, yeah. five yards, oh, yeah. then just kind of do like a, like a zigging pattern kind of in, yep. in a way, just yeah. head on a swivel, if you will. Yeah, you know, no, and, that, and, and that's the way to do it, man. But that, that's God, the only way it can be hard still without the dog. Yeah. 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 Yeah, no, and, and it's frustrating, you know, especially when you got dove flying, you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah, while you're out there for like 10 minutes. Oh, my God. And they're just, yeah. shoo, shoo, like, oh, they're everywhere. Ah. You know, and then you can get, I think it's happened to all of us where you've got four or five down. You're like, oh, my God, yeah. what, what have I done? <laughs> right. And again, if your buddy's got a dog, it's no That's problem. That's different, yeah. They can two, 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 round them all up, but man. Because in that case, at least, you know, it, <clears throat> you, 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 you remember the general area so right. you can kind of help the dog yeah it's in here absolutely you know, yeah yeah yep. you get him into the wind and, and right. it's just a matter of time it's right. a matter of time so so that was friday friday was phenomenal um you know saturday uh tried to go early season teal hunting was the last weekend i just was convinced convinced i mean i almost had the the game shears and the and the little cleaning bucket we used to clean ducks and dove with ready because i just knew that we were going to get into them and we didn't see a hide <laughs> or a feather uh, of a blue wing teal, which I, I was stunned. Wow. I was absolutely stunned. Uh, and we, we, the line I was with me, the, you know, his older boy and Abby were with me. And so we were ready to roll, man. And it was cool. And Scarlet, well, oh God, it was great. You know, and the, and the decoys were out there just in that little teardrop, that little teardrop pool. I mean, it was God, it was perfect. And, and, and not only did we not see a teal, we didn't see any other any other big ducks too, and I just assumed a lot of those guys would be coming down because typically towards later in the in the later in the later in the blue wing teal season, early teal season rather, you start to see some. So, hmm. 
we uh, we did not see any ducks, uh, which was which was disappointing. But then again, you know, you go back, the dove hunting was phenomenal. And Saturday night was the same thing. And you know, I typically won't shoot a tank twice, but I knew with you know the front that had come through, it was dry. And then something else I didn't mention, we had another front that came through, a big one that came through on Monday. Uh, and, uh, I mean, it was literally dropping temperatures. Like, we could uh, – Saturday night, we could see you – know, it was snowing in New Mexico, I think, and, and Colorado. And then, you know, look at the time cast. Lubbock was going to be, you know, drop 30 degrees. I mean, that's perfect. Full moon. And if you look at one of our Instagram posts, I, I posted pictures of some dove and then the, a picture of the moon I took, you know, because the, the moon really is a migratory bird's nightlight. I mean, it's unbelievable. They'll fly all night if they have the moon. Uh, so anyway, did not know that. Yep, yep, yep. So Saturday. So when do they sleep then? Well, yeah, it's, <laughs> I, I, that's the reason why they live for like eight years and then die. You know, no sleep <laughs> and constant stress. And, right. Yeah. So back and uh, forth, back and yeah, forth. back and forth. <laughs> Colombia to Canada. I mean, they both begin with C. Both speak Spanish and French and all that. And, yeah, and Canadian. And Canadian, yeah, yo, syrup, plaid, beacon. <laughs> yeah, so, no, it was, it, was, it was a great time, great time. We uh, also starting to see a lot of, uh, a, lot of all, a lot of bucks are coming out. Uh, you know, we're starting to see uh, that pattern starting to change a little bit, starting to see some does and bucks kind of mingling together as we were, you know, doing, going about our daily, daily chores down there, uh, still hitting the feeders, which is, is kind of crazy. You know, we – we uh, we filled up our protein feeders in um, in late August, and I kind of said, "Let's not do that," but we went ahead and did it anyway. Uh, <laughs> anyway, and uh, oh well, yeah, hold reason- on a second, hold yeah. on a second, yeah. Why? Yeah. Why would you say let's not do that? Mm-hmm. Great question. So, for for a couple of reasons, you know, first of all, you know, the protein deer protein pellets okay and, and cottonseed all the supplemental type feeds you know if, if you've got a real bad drought year okay and you don't have a lot of natural forage I mean, that's what it's there for okay mm-hmm. and, you know so for example you know during a drought and of course post rut they need it during the antler growing season they need it okay etc cetera, etc cetera. well by august okay by august by especially by late august the, the it, at least the deer in our area you know their antlers are what they are you know, the, the fawns are weaned. Okay. So really serving this protein pellet, although they love it and it is beneficial to them, it's not a hundred percent needed. Now, with that being said, if we had had a huge deficit of rain and I can actually see that, you know, that the, the, the forage uh, available was, was, was crap. Okay. And it, it wasn't doing very well. Then, yeah, I would have said, Hey, Keep the keep the protein going, and we'll just fill it up one last time, you know. But that really wasn't the case, and of course, it was funny. We fill up you know, all these, you know, three thousand pound feeders, right? And then we get fourteen inches of rain, right? We get fourteen <laughs> inches of rain, which of course gum them up, okay. Right. Except for our one that's got the coon hoods on it, which mm-hmm. is that because the coon hood kind of acts as a rain shield too. But uh, a lot of those, a lot of those uh, fall forbs came out, mm-hmm. uh, and it's just unbelievable. And you can literally just kind of peel the the dead burnt grass from the summer back and you can see these little broadleaf forbs, you know, it's, uh, it, it's, it's really cool. You know, another indicator out there that, you know, really, really shows just how significant this rainfall was is there's a species of wildflower. And this is kind of getting into the, you know, Hey, you know, you know, 
peace, man. Save the whales type stuff, you know. But I like wildflowers. I can't help it. I like butterflies. So, you know, judge oh, me. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, don't, um, don't apologize. Yeah, yeah. So for your fetishes. So that that's true. Yeah, yeah. I like sea lions. Anyway, anyway. <laughs> uh, there is a uh, a type of feather called a gay feather, which you know, we're laughing. It's funny. And uh, anyways, it, it's this it's this velvety pink little feather that that or flower rather that that grows kind of on a stem that's typically about you know a half a foot, and it's incredible for monarchs. You know, well you you don't you don't get a lot of gay. My experience, you don't get a lot of gay feather unless you've had a substantial amount of early fall rain, and the whole ranch is flooded with gay feather. And, oh, it, wow. and the timing of it is great because of course. When you've got migrations, you got the ducks, you got the cranes, you got the geese, and all that kind of stuff. But you also have butterflies. You've got monarch butterflies that are making the trip uh, south. And uh, you know, this weekend again, call me what you want to, but I can't wait to after I wake up, hungover, and have my coffee, and do everything the coffee makes you do. I'm going to go drive around and look at butterflies. So, well, the folks will be expecting a nice picture posted on the uh, oh, Instagram yeah, oh, yeah, page. Yeah. You know, you at Feed Bandit for everyone who's interested in following us. Please, please, absolutely, yes. Yeah, so you will. and one of the aspects. I mean, you you alluded to it, but uh, going back to the protein real quick. Yep. I mean, it rained a lot in the spring, it and it was almost as green all summer as. I yep. remember it being out there. Yep. So it's, it was a good summer. <laughs> it was a good summer. Yeah. So there was a lot uh, to choose from. So there's that yep. aspect. To, you're yep. thinking there's a lot to choose from. And the last two years of the acorn crop, maybe it was going to be a third or whatever. Oh my God. Yeah. I'm, well, again, yeah, but, uh, and, and I'll tell you, that's the other thing. People are just dreading. They're like, right. Oh my God. You know, and I think it's kind of like, you know, well, lightning strike twice type thing. And I, 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 again, that crop that we had last year, you are these old timers. I've said it a million times since the phenomena happened that all these old timers saying, well, I ain't never seen anything like that ever. You know, and of course, me in my 40 years, I've never seen anything like that. I'm a dork and I follow that kind of stuff, you know. <laughs> uh, so it's, it's crazy. It, it is absolutely crazy. I, I have checked our trees, a lot of our red oaks and live oaks, and they are loaded, but they ain't loaded like they were. I mean, last year, you could literally see them physically sagging. You're like, what? And then you get closer, like, wow, you know? But the, this yeah. year, they're loaded, but they, they're, not like, they're not like where they're last year. So that's bad news for the Piggly Wigglies because uh, they just can't resist that yellow gold. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's been a while since I've shot a pig. I need to, I uh, I need to get one. I mean, oh, absolutely. Two years. What? Maybe. Surely I not. Did I shoot one last? No, I shot one. I shot. Was it last year? Oh, yeah. Shot? You no, dude. You were the only one. Oh. Uh, the Gonzalez one. That, where he oh, came, yeah. You, you, know. you, you set That's the right. record. That's right. He yeah. came, and there was no, nothing in the feeder. He showed yeah. up anyway. I still showed up anyway. Bad. I did, I, little did I know yeah. there was nothing in the, in the feeder. But Yep. Yep. <laughs> I, I, I tell you, you know, we're talking about the bumper acorn crop, you know, and, and that's uh, you know, we, we typically will shoot 50, 60, 70 hogs a year during the season. Uh, and then that includes in traps too. You know, we just, we absolutely, we, we give them what for, you know, which of course does absolutely nothing. And last year, because the acorns, you know, as we, we was widely documented, we just didn't see a lot of pigs and, you know, typically opening weekend. Oh my God. I mean, it is, you have to reload it is, is insane. <laughs> And Jimmy's the only one to kill one. In fact, yeah, I think I think we didn't kill another pig for for I me mean, for like almost a month. It was crazy, absolutely crazy. 
So I, I think this year is is not. I don't think it's going to be that way, which is good for I, us. I Bad for them. <laughs> yeah. Well, last year was the first time that I started hunting. I don't want to say exclusively, but at least every deer hunt I went on, I brought an AR instead oh, yeah. of oh, you yeah. know a regular bolt action. Yep. So uh, I'm going to continue to do that this year in hopes that yeah you know they will show up a little more. So we'll, absolutely, we'll see. Absolutely. Yeah. But speaking of shooting implements, I mean this yes. weekend is uh yes. What, Opening of uh, bow season? Yes, uh, yeah. Open, the opening of the Texas archery season. Archery this season. Weekend. Yeah. Very, very exciting. And uh, I, I tell you, uh, a lot of the guys are well, guys and gals. Sorry, <laughs> A lot of the people. Uh, a lot of the people. Pers- persons. <laughs> yeah, we well, can't say that because that's offensive. The, uh, anyway. They yeah. are thems. The, yes. Yeah, we can't. I mean, we can't even use that. We'll just say. We're just not going to say anything, y'all, to figure out exactly what we're talking about. You know, we don't know. Uh, but uh, you know, the 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 typical opening weekend. And I'm sure in South Texas it'll still be a bake fest, but you know, um, a lot of Texas is. I mean, they're going to be draped in a nice cool front. I mean, it's going to be in the 50s at the at the Rancho Bandito in the morning. That is, awesome. that is great. You know, because typically, you know, you <laughs> I love it on Texas bow hunter. You'll see pictures. These guys in the afternoon, like, I'm in the stand, and they're, like, basically naked, you know, because it's <laughs> yeah. so, so freaking hot. Oh, yeah. So, well, I mean, typically, that's, you know, we're out there yeah. in shorts and T-shirts, oh. you know. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, my, my days of trying to dress like a hunter are, are, are over. <laughs> I, I, I dress more like a, I don't know, some like Mad Max. Right. You know? so, well, unless you're duck or turkey hunting. You know, I mean, exactly. That exactly. goes without saying, I guess. Yeah, very true. Very true. Yeah. Hey, you know, one of the guys we were dove hunting with the, the second weekend, he's from Houston, he's a good friend of ours, and he uh, um, he said, you know, <laughs> we were sitting around having drinks after our after our non after our bird watching party. We didn't shoot his name, of course. He said, you know what, you guys really us, meaning the the boys of the the Rancho Bandito, have really uh, really set the tone when they really set the style when it comes to dove hunting. Because I've never seen anybody hunt in shorts and snake. I said, well, yeah. I mean, it's just comfortable that way. Oh, yeah. I, it's I the only way to go. Oh, I don't think I have worn long pants to dove hunt in 10 years. Nope. <laughs> nope. Nope. And that's the only one, I think. No, and, and, and yeah, well, of course, with him, with him, since he kind of has to run for a living, you know, he, uh, he, he's still wearing the same pants he did in college, you know. <laughs> Whereas I, I can't, I'm, I'm not even going to attempt. Oh. I don't think I get those jeans over my ankles. Uh, yeah, it ain't gonna happen. He's still wearing the same clothes. I'm like I hate you, skinny bastard. Right. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Right. Yep. 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 So it is the beginning of the Texas archery season, and God, it couldn't come soon enough. Just with everything going on, the the craziness of the world and and whatnot. It's going to be really, really cool to, uh, you know, to get out there and and see the pictures. And, you know, there's been a couple of threads on Texas bow hunter already. And let me see your target bucks. And, you know, this is the, all the money from the leases and the the feed and it all boils down to this, you know, opening (laughs) day, hopefully they can, they can catch an arrow and that deer hadn't gone to the other neighbor's fence and, and, uh, and all that kind of stuff. So. Uh, it's yeah, exciting and, and good luck to all the archery hunters out there. Yeah, absolutely. And if <clears throat> if anyone is uh didn't hear the podcast last weekend, it was a interesting little reading, if you will, about uh about venison and yep. you know 
kind of an overview of uh, to get us into the the mood of you know how are we gonna care for uh, the bounty that we yep, yep. <laughs> that we're lucky to get uh, when yep. we're deer hunting. So go back and listen to that one. Uh, there'll be more of those going forward because I think oh, yeah. we have a lot of good material to uh, to, to help people out, you know, and learn some things yep. I didn't know. I learned actually a lot and and uh, while while going through that uh, that chapter last week. So uh, cool. check it out. You know, well, and, and, and to that point, uh, go back to some of our, if, if, if we haven't logged onto our YouTube channel, which I haven't done some time, I need to do that, but go onto our YouTube channel. If you have your, uh, if you don't have a lot of experience with, you know, with, with venison butchery and whatnot, I, I actually made a couple of videos of, of, you know, how to handle your back straps and whatnot. Um, you know, especially for you, for your new hunters out there, if you're you know successful enough to, to bag a deer, uh, you know, and, and you're introducing this into your family, you know, take the time to prep it right because, you know, that first impression can be a potentially the yeah. last impression. So, you know, venison is absolutely incredible, but, you know, it, it does require a, a little bit of love and care compared to just going to the store. But, you know, to me, uh, it's, it's worth it. You know, it, it's, I know for you too, Jimmy, it's kind of like you're like a mountain man, you know I mean? So, uh, but yeah, go to our, go to our YouTube channel and, uh, and, and check that out. Um, I've got some, you know, tenderizing back straps, things of that nature. I, I think it's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's Not it's a uh, it, it's a uh, it, it's pretty good. There's some good information there. It's a growing YouTube channel. So yes, it is. Yes, it is. Anyone out there listening uh, ever goes to YouTube and likes bookmarking channels yep. or subscribing to channels, please go to Feed Bandit and subscribe. You yep, know, I please. mean. Not only can you listen to these podcasts on YouTube, if that's what you want to do for whatever reason, you can watch some pretty cool videos that uh, the bandits have put together and put out yep. there. So yep, yeah, please go over there and, and subscribe. Uh, you got anything else on this one? You know, that is about it. Um, gosh. That Maybe is- just uh, remind the folks since we are getting into deer season, not that it, yep only starts with deer season it's a year-round thing but you know a lot of a lot of folks out there now or you know have uh keeping feeders filled to the top of their mind uh maybe buying some new gear uh you know to get out there in the field with or anything you know we implore everybody out there uh you know the cause of the uh podcast of course and our passion is doing what we can to help, you know, small town Texas, the culture of small town hunting, right. uh, helping the small businesses that help us while we're out in the field. Yep. So, you know, as we always say, you know, of course, support your local feed store. So if Absolutely. you're looking to, if you're, is there anything you need to buy for your, you know, your, your ranch or your lease or Absolutely. whatever, yep. uh, and you're thinking about stopping by, you know, Walmart or, uh, or, you know, the, the, the beaver name that I shall yep. not speak. Yeah. Uh, just <laughs> uh, consider the closest feed store to you. Support Agreed. those folks, you know. Agreed. You know, it, and, it, and, 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 and it might be more convenient. Um, you know, I, I, you know, the convenience is the name of the game this day and age. It really is. But let me tell you, folks, you know, everybody's struggling with COVID and whatnot. You know, those feed stores, they, they need that business. You'll probably make a friend for life, Okay. Uh, you know, also it's, it's, it goes without saying, and I've seen a lot of posts lately on a lot of the websites that I read, you know, talking about, you know, bad corn from Walmart, things of that nature. So remember, 
remember, remember, you know, and, and you know, whatever you you don't want to put something bad and potentially harm those deer that you're trying to that you're trying to grow and prosper on your place. So, not saying you're not going to get a bad batch from feed store. I'm sure it's happened. It'll happen again, but I think you're less likely to to get a bad batch from a from a feed store rather than somebody who handles you know got everything else. Right, and I mean, think about it also. Uh, who are the, who are who is going to care for you more as a customer anyway? Oh, absolutely. You know, is it going to be that family run feed store in the, yep. next to your lease, or is it going to be yep. Walmart? Exactly. <laughs> so, exactly. Uh, yeah, just support those folks because they're they're there for you when you need them. So. Yep. No doubt. No doubt. Yeah. But with that, uh, unless you got anything else, I guess Except we can kind of sign off. All right. Well, folks, thanks again for listening. We really appreciate it. Uh, just want to welcome all the new listeners. If this is the first one you, that you listen to, we really appreciate it. Uh, everyone out there listening, you know, if, if uh, you enjoy what we're doing, please go on and uh, give us a, a rating and a review. Uh, we'd really appreciate it. Uh, you know, it does help us out. So uh, please go on there and do it. And uh, we're always looking for feedback from you guys. So remember, there's kind of two main ways, although there's many ways, but you know, two right. main ways we, we talk about, actually really three, I guess. One, you can email us at howdy at feedbandit.com. Let us know how your hunt's going so far, your seasons are going so far. We'd love to hear about it. Uh, also, if you have any topics you might like us to discuss, shoot us an email and we'll, and we'll, uh, we'll talk about them. We'd really appreciate that. You can also leave us a voicemail. Go Just go to feedbandit.com. There's a place on the website that will allow you to leave us a voicemail. So you can record it, you know, if you'd rather do that. Not a problem. You don't have to say your name or anything. We'll just yep. uh, we'll, we'll run with it. <laughs> uh, yeah. The other way is, you know, uh, we, we're getting a lot of messages also through our Instagram page. We mentioned yes. Yes. Uh, yes. Uh, our Instagram account. We mentioned that earlier in the podcast, uh, at FeedBandit. Uh, if you're on Instagram, please be sure to go there and, you know, follow us. And you can also just shoot us a direct message on there to, you know, with whatever interests you, you know, and we'll, uh, we'll get back with you. So a lot of different ways to follow us. Uh, there's more than that, but, uh, I guess those are the main ones. So everyone, you know, uh, please go on there and, uh, and join along. Uh, and also, you know, we have an email list, so please go to the website, sign up for that. You won't be disappointed. So anyway, That's all I got. I think that's all we got for tonight. Uh, We look forward to seeing everybody and uh, figuratively speaking on the next episode of the Feed Bandit podcast. So with that, everyone out there, have a good one. Thanks for listening to the Feed Bandit podcast. If you like what we discuss on the show, be sure to sign up to our email list to get even more killer hunting ideas, tips, tricks, and exclusive deals on innovative hunting gear and services delivered straight to your inbox. Sign up over at FeedBandit.com or simply by texting the word BANDIT to 33777. See you on the next one. And remember, support your local feed store.